Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. podcast and it is the final tuesday night live stream of this round for anybody who doesn't know the the reasoning that i don't do the tuesday night live streams every week i do block schedules so uh i work four days and i'm off four days and so the the week moves up every every week for me so i get four tuesdays in a row where i am off work and available to do this and then i have four tuesdays in a row where i am at work and Starting next week, I'm back on a my Tuesday work rotation, so for the next four weeks, I'll be out of this, but we get to have this one, and guys, go ahead and introduce yourself. Trey's been on the show before, and then Sam is Sam is new to the show, so y'all go ahead and introduce yourself real quick, and then we'll just kind of jump right into it. Yeah, so I'm, uh, you know, Trey Fugit Daniel, so I'm, you know, just a guy who is a web developer by day, uh, gamer by night, and... Uh, capitalists all the time so that's... my name is sam tweet and i run the uh adam cokehead uh twitter profile uh parody account that i'm kind of slowly transitioning into being my main account i build houses for a living and uh i live in washington state and uh got some thoughts on mental health hopefully very cool yeah and uh the uh sam and i were talking a little bit before the show about the the whole Adam Kokesh episode over the last several weeks and uh and and mental health as that or as that relates to mental health as well and and drug use and all kinds of other stuff so we, we will definitely delve into that uh as the episode goes I wanted to start it off and kind of share the thing that uh triggered this idea for me and see what y'all's thoughts on it are for those who aren't uh watching it's the it's a meme where it's four little panels and it's women saying stuff to guys that guys normally say to women. And I'm pretty sure that the intent of it was and and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the intent of it was to point out that, you know, these are things that men well, say to it women was, all the time. And Well, it, it was actually I think I remember seeing the original poster 
and they said like, yeah, this is uh, how would you guys feel, you know, if if we did the same thing, objectify you men in the same way, kind of thing. It was it was from the like sexist lens of like saying, uh, oh, you know, imagine if if men had sexism done to them like this. Yeah, I don't know a I don't know a guy that would uh, really mind any of any of the things on on this. Like it's like, would you care if people were polite to you, or maybe a little more friendly? Right. Like, uh, would it really hurt your feelings if somebody told you that you were doing a good job or that you were attractive? Like, I, no, not at all. Like, there is there is not a single guy who would be offended by any of this, or um, to some extent, <laughs> a lot more aggressively. Uh, like, because this is all incredibly polite. Like, yeah. But this is also stuff that. Uh, yeah actually drawing drawing from this picture there's actually a distinct i I don't know if you guys have this like sometimes there there's just those moments that are like like etched in your memory but it it was just some uh like one of the girls that worked at planet fitness you know i I mean just happened to say like hey you look like this tiktok guy you know like famous tiktok guy or something like that she showed me his picture or something like that and she was like you, you look kind of, you guys look kind of alike. And I, I just took it as a massive compliment. And I was like, that's, that's, that's very nice of you. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Like, that's a good compliment. Thank you. I've, I've only gotten uh, Art Garfunkel and Channing Tatum. And uh, I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't agree with one of those. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Yeah, that's kind of offensive. I don't know why you would want me to yeah. compare to that guy. The one in the lower right-hand corner of this meme, though, uh, that when I first saw that you posted it, I was like, oh, that is so, like, mild. Uh, my first job in high school, I uh, worked at a grocery store. I was there for five years. But uh, uh, the thing is, uh, if you're an 18, 19, 20-year-old young man and you're helping ladies out to their carts and whatever, uh, there are some old ladies that will be very aggressive and make Oh, like terrible, terrible, messed up jokes hitting on you. And I mean, it's funny. Maybe it's because they're not threatening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what does she say? You look you look too good to be a cashier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's mild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like everything about this. Like you said, like it, it was in the intent of it was to to like showcase what women go through. And if men if men got told this stuff on a, like, even on a not super regular basis, like maybe once a week, once every couple weeks, it would improve the mental health of the entire male community, but like tenfold, like it would go so far. I think that's a big thing uh, too, is because maybe we have a lot of issues like that because guys are supposed to be, you know, tough or they're supposed to not be in touch with their feelings. Uh, if you're working like, cause I work construction. Uh, if you're working with two, three guys, uh, and you get along with them, you'll tell them about anything that's going on, you know, anything in your life. Uh, but, and everyone's different, but some guys you get into a bigger group of people and you don't want to talk about, you know, what's really bugging you. You just kind of put on a face and you got to try to act like you're you know, immune to any kind of uh, emotional damage or mental ish- issues, which a lot of the time the two are related. Right. And and that's something that I think that's in the just in the male community as a whole, like even with 
really close friends and maybe even especially with really close friends like we're not very prone to talk about that sort of stuff because there is a certain image that we're expected to uphold that is like strong and competent and collected and together and like you don't deal with that shit so so you don't acknowledge it and and especially not around like your friends like the people that you that you should most be able to share that stuff with those are the people that for us you're you're the least likely to open up and share that kind of stuff because it's just you have this image that you have to uphold for especially for your in group like they know you as the whatever guy and like you have to be that guy you can't be mentally unstable or you know emotionally a train wreck you you need to be you need to be whatever you are supposed to be for your group and like for me personally so just just speaking from my personal experience i would say that guys don't have it as easy to try to find their in group and even when we do you know do like you guys say it you don't really you can't really talk about that kind of stuff but for me personally it's just been hard to find an in group because like being being where I live, you know, and, and you know the things that I'm interested in, uh, you know, just just hard to find people who I mesh with, especially just given how my life I've not been able to trust a lot of people. You know, I've had family kind of, you know, develop some trust issues for me, and, and basically I, I can't trust a lot of people. So whenever every time that I meet someone new, it, it's 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 really hard to like uh, think about like the the way. Or are they going to just use me? Like, what do they care? It, it, it feels like, and I kind of jotted this down just thinking earlier today, but it feels like guys suffer like a crisis of seriousness. Like a, a lot of people don't take, uh, take men seriously when they, when they talk about almost anything, you know, you think about just talking, like if you talk to your wife or something like that, and sometimes it, you don't always get the seriousness, like feel like you would. Uh, and then, all the way down to, you you know, just the, the average Joe on the street. You know, they, they don't they don't take you serious. Um, I've personally have had trouble like with doctors not taking me seriously. Like I go and I say, hey, I'm having this issue. They're like, oh. so it's that that all of that contributes. You know, not taking guys seriously when they talk about something. It's a huge issue. Yeah, that's that is something else too. Is that um... She's going to hear me say this and, and yell at me, but like, you know, the man flu or the man cold thing, like it's always, it's always infinitely worse than what it actually is. Uh, but like, I think the reason that when we, when we do have stuff like that, where it seems like it's over the top, it's because like we suppress so much that would normally warrant a conversation or normally warrant taking a day off or normally warrant like actually like addressing and trying to legitimately fix like we suppress so much of that stuff that when it finally gets to the point that you can't suppress it anymore uh it seems like it's like wildly over the top but like it's it's a culmination of all of that it's not just that it's like it's you're carrying the weight of everything else up to that point. And, and so that like expounds it 
and and always it all it like it's never just the man flu it's you're carrying the weight of probably a few months worth of other shit and then you get sick on top of it and it's just like and then you can't physically continue to carry that weight anymore and so you just like crash and burn and uh, like i think there's i think there's a lot to be to, to be said for acknowledging and addressing that especially like amongst men like uh like we were talking about earlier like not having an in crowd or like a group or even when you do find a group not feeling like you can talk about that stuff because it's you know it's not the manly thing to do like we really i feel like i feel like that's those are the big issues that really need to be addressed for for guys i think for sure the like the best in group for most guys like i mean they can have whatever they want but the way that most of them come to is like through work uh or like through a church or something like that and that was one thing that when the lockdowns came out and i you know i grew up in a church i don't attend a church regularly but when i saw that they were closing down churches i was pissed because i was just like they're these old guys that they lost their wife so many years ago and going to sit around at church and visit with people that's their community and that's their group. Of course, they can call people up this and that, but it's not the same. And uh, like a lot of people just never find a group or for whatever reason they don't. Uh, and maybe that is the man thing where if you feel like you're at a certain point in the, you know, the pecking order. And even if there are people who would be great, you could make great friends with. You feel like you're not able to hang out with the cool kids or the tough guys. So you don't try it. And I think that's one way that. I mean, I guess women probably have the same thing, but I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, so like I, I look at it, the dynamic of like what my what my wife goes through and versus like what I, I go through. And like for me, you know, it's just so hard to like engage with because like you said, I, I, I have that exact feeling like you're talking about. Like I don't I don't feel like I'm you know, I'm not the alpha guy. You know, I, I'm not going to cl- ever claim to be like alpha male Giga Chad, you know, like jack murphy or something like that (laughs) but you know whenever i look at something like my wife and she can just she can just post something and say like oh i i I had you know i stubbed my toe today and then like uh everybody's like oh you know we love you you know we're we're praying for you you know stuff like that and and like if i'm like oh you know everything sucks the the entire world is burning you know whatever no no one no one cares like no one's gonna care no one it's it's just gonna be like man up and, and, I, and i think there was a uh, a um i don't know if you guys follow kenzie puff on, on twitter but she talks about she talked about you know stuff some of this kind of stuff and allowing men to be angry and uh, you know s- some of these kind of issues hey you know a lot of times people think that you know if i if i get frustrated with something that i'm just like being a you know d-bag or something like i'm being a terrible person but you know it, you you have to express yourself and you have to be able to handle issues or like if you get mad about something, then people think you're a hothead and you've got a temper and that you just fly off the handle. It's like if you if you had any idea of what this is the culmination of, like how much has been suppressed and held back and just like just let it go, just let it go, just let it go until you finally get to the point that like like it is that boiling over point that you just cannot hold it back anymore. And then it comes out as this massive explosion. And it's, so then you're this like hot-headed psychopath 
practice. Like if you had any idea of the amount of restraint that went into, uh, you know, literally everything up to this point, you you would never assume that of of any guy. I mean, that is not to say that there aren't the hot-headed psychopaths who just like fly off the handle for no reason uh, at the drop of a hat. But like on average, that's not that's not usually the case. Like I, I have been perceived as a as a hothead at times. It's like, it like the the fact that I don't run around screaming a hundred percent of the time is for me kind of impressive. Yeah, I, I know I've worked with so many people where uh everyone else is knows like, hey, they've been in a really good mood lately. Hey, they've been in a good mood. Give it two weeks. And then they build stuff up, whatever it is, either at work or at their home life, and they build it up and it's like they're a bottler and they're going to explode. And then they, they're just bitching everyone out and just being an asshole for like two days. And then they're just as nice as can be again. Like, got it on them. Get a punching bag or something. like. Well, and that's one of the things that... So, so I've... I, I and that's kind of what Justin... Oh, yeah. I th- yeah, like Justin, I think you talked about, you know, like the escapism and like sports. I mean, and if, and if guys have that kind of escape... But a lot of guys, you know, like I, I don't have a rec center just like right down the road or anything. So like I wouldn't be able to go shoot. I mean, I can shoot hoops out here, but that's not the same as like going to a rec center, playing with a bunch of guys, getting, you know, getting in there, you know, doing that kind of thing. Uh, it's just not the same. Like I can shoot hoops all day. It's not the same physical activity or, or something like that or, or competitive drive to, to go in there and compete with other guys, you know, try to win. And that's something that talking about like, suppressing stuff and then having groups like that like i um it's been a while since i've been able to play with them since changing jobs and uh, having a weird schedule and stuff but uh like i i had a, a group that i played basketball with regularly uh a bunch of it's my wife and kids call it the old man basketball league but you know guys can get mad and blow up at each other and then literally five minutes later nobody cares and, and everybody's back to hugging and, and having fun like you know you those those types of uh, those types of activities and stuff are good outlets for just like blowing off steam and being able to to connect with other people. And it's uh, like I talked about in my Monday episode with sports. Like it's it is a good way to just sort of decompress and to to do something that doesn't require you to be ramped up to eleven all the time. Like you can just do it, and you can just be there whether you're playing sports or, or just watching something like go to a bar and watch a, watch a ball game with friends or something like um, a buddy of mine here will during the football season, if I'm off on a Sunday, we'll just go meet at Buffalo Wild Wings and watch a game and eat wings and like shoot the shit. Like, and that's, that's something that you, like, I think that's a, a vitally important thing is to have that just, non-productive time in your in your life and in your schedule to to be able to disconnect from trying to always be the dude who's getting shit done uh you know the constant hustle and just be able to like chill well, out it's like, for a while like guys are like the arbiter most guys are like the arbiter of responsibility like they have to be the ultimate end goal like there's there's you know, like the depiction of Atlas, right? Like holding up the earth. And that's kind of what what it feels like a lot of times. Yeah. That's why I think it's so hard for, could you imagine like, I mean, I don't have any kids, but like for a dad, 
when your your kids looking up to you and if you're sad about something i mean you're going to tell your kid about it you you don't want your kid to think that you're weak or whatever or just like as the leader of a group you don't want to show weakness to the people to me it'd be easier to talk to like say a boss or someone over me about like oh i'm just kind of bummed out today like i've just got some anxiety whatever it'd be easier for me to do that and they can think that i'm a bitch than to have someone underneath me uh and they look up to me i want to like be a good example so that's i think and it's probably different for different people yeah like yeah and I, you know i'm a dad and and you know i we i only have i have a three-year-old and now our youngest we, we just you know had had one born a month ago so he's he's just turned a month old a little bit older and that kind of whole thing that now dealing with two and i'm trying to be you know be an example good example and i and i've already seen like in my my oldest son you know like where i've made some mistakes and like where i have you know i i am a little bit of a hothead sometimes so i can kind of see you know he he's developing some of that and i'm trying to like I, I don't need to do that because because he's he's taking on what what I the the bad traits of me and I want him to take you know the good traits from me and it's it's such a fine line to walk. Well, and that's the same. Like I I've gone through that with with my kids and especially with um, because I worked out of town um, a lot over the years and also my uh, my kids' mom and I are divorced and. I'm remarried. I have stepkids now. Like, uh, my my daughter had my daughter had made a comment to my wife a couple weeks ago that she had lived without me before and she could live without me again. And I set her little ass down <laughs> over the weekend. And I was like, "Look, like you may think that that's the case, like, and and maybe for you it is. It's like you don't have any idea how much I went through over those years to be there in your life." as much as humanly possible in, you know, in spite of everything else that was going on. Like, like, yes, I lived in Pennsylvania for a year while, and worked in New Jersey while they were here in Indiana. I also drove 13 hours every other weekend to come see them. Like I would get off work at five o'clock in the afternoon and leave from, and leave from New Jersey and drive 13 hours back here, get here at, five o'clock in the morning, like take a two hour nap and then spend all day Saturday with the kids. And then up until like one o'clock Sunday afternoon, and then get in my truck and drive 13 hours back so that I could go to work at seven o'clock the next morning. Like, like I spent more time driving than I actually got to spend here with my kids, but I did that to be a part of their lives. And like, like they didn't, they don't know that. And, and at that point in their lives, like they weren't big enough to understand what was going on with that anyway. And like, so when she said that, like that, that really kind of hurts because like you have no idea how much just like physical and mental and just like emotional strain and exhaustion I went through literally for years to be as good of a dad as I possibly could be and provide for my kids and, and do all that other stuff. It's like, like there's a lot that goes into this whole being a, being a dad and, and being a husband and just being a guy in general that we don't talk about. 
ever. Like that's because it's expected of us to not talk about it, to just be strong and suck it up, be a man, you know. I know uh like plenty of guys that I'll have conversations with uh a few in particular that they don't get to see their kids at all anymore. And not because they were junkies and not because they were unemployed or reckless or stupid, just because the mom took the kids up and across the country gone. And like, what are you going to do about it? You can't afford a lawyer. And uh, it's hard for like, it's something that they, you know, don't don't ever want to talk about. And then say, like, for a guy like me who doesn't have kids, I could talk to him a bit about it. But the. I mean, the only other people who are going to understand what they're going through are guys that have been through the same situation. And I mean, there's there's also other scenarios. There's also other situations like, um, you know, my my brother and my brother-in-law both have been in sort of quasi like abusive relationships uh, where, you know, they manipulated, you know, like the, the girl manipulated them and, uh, you know, tr- treated them badly, you know, you held the babies, you know, over their head to try to like, you know, keep, keep them in line or whatever and stuff like that. And those dynamics, it's just, it's overwhelming for them. And it it does drive them crazy. Like, cause, uh, my, my parents now, you know, my parents would have thought that like my brother would have done really well and that, you know, he might've been, you know, surpassed me, but they they look at me now and they're like, no, like you're, you're, you're the only sane one. It feels like here. And then even on my, you know, uh, wife's side, they're like, you're, you're, you're the only sane one we got here. It feels like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm the same one. I feel crazy. <laughs> That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> that makes it really hard. I think to talk about like when you're in a shit mood or whatever, if you're dealing with stress, just like that, like you're looked to be the sane one. Don't start hearing voices in your head or nothing. <laughs> right. It's like, and if you do start to show any signs of a crack, then then suddenly you're like this you're you're this nut job, you're off the rails and uh, and then they're well, coming back from that. Yeah, it's 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 like the one time the the one time I got I got really mad. Like they they did something, they decided to plan something and I I wasn't really let in the loop or something like that. And I was I was kind of you know just not feeling it that day. I I didn't want to go. It, it was uh, I think it was my wife wanted to go get pictures made while we were like on vacation at the beach. And I'm like, why, why would we do that? And, and she didn't really loop me in. She was like all this stuff. And I was like, I, I just don't want to do it. I don't feel like it. I'm, I'm done for the day. And, and, and I come off looking like the bad guy, you know, those kind of things. And it's like, what, what are you going to do? Like, I just, I, that's just how I feel. And that's, I just expressed it. And all of a sudden everybody thinks like, Oh, he's, he's horrible. So we've kind of spent the first half or so of this. Uh, that that is kind of the that's the stigma. That's that's what's expected of us. Is it's our job to to make the sacrifices, to be a man, to suck it up, to do what you've got to do for whatever it is you've got to do. Whether it's your job, your family, like you have that responsibility, and that falls on your shoulders. And which is not to, you know, which is not to diminish the. Um, the contributions of women in a relationship or in the workplace or whatever, but there is a, there is a mental and emotional stigma that's involved with it, especially for men that um, I think it just like, it gets swept under the rug because of maybe patriarchy and 
just the modern sentiment towards men, especially, I mean, we're, we're all straight white men. So we're probably uh, enemy number one on most, most lists, but you know, there is that, there is that expectation that you're just going to do those things. So I would like to kind of spend the next half or so of this talking about maybe some things that you have done to help with that or just some ideas in general uh, that we can maybe work towards in our own personal lives. And for anybody who listens, like some, some tips or takeaways to, to try to be better about protecting and guarding our mental health and maybe also being a little more proactive about addressing some of these issues and working through them instead of, instead of allowing them to become the periodic blowups that uh, I'm going to say men in general are prone to. I think the number one thing, because if you're talking about try to like, how are we going to solve this essentially, or how do you make it a little better? Cause it's, it's not like a, Oh, easy to solve thing. But, uh, that was what was kind of infuriating to me about that meme in the first place is like, that's part of the solution. Um, and I mean, guys like to talk shit and I mean, I don't like job sites, different, different levels on different crews or whatever. But, uh, I think even though guys talk shit to each other, it's fine to just be like, Hey, how have you been? Like, just how's this going on? If you know, like just ask and then just nod your head and pretend like you're listening. Uh, like, I mean, that is, uh, actually something that I think can help, but, uh, I mean, you can only deal with so much. It's the same with like someone with a real bad addiction problem. If they don't want to quit that you can't make them quit, but, uh, you can improve how you treat other people while dealing with whatever it is in your own life, trying to just be the way that you'd like for other people to be. I think that's, uh, I think I just came up with that. I, uh, well, there's a lot of value to that. Like that's something that um, uh, it's a justification for being a shitty person. A lot of times is, oh, this person has been going through a lot of stuff, so that's why they're being shitty towards uh -huh. other people. Like you can you can be going through a lot of stuff and still like you you still have control over how you approach other people. Uh, so so like there is a lot of there is a lot to be said for that. And, and like you were talking about, like, like, yes, guys, guys talk shit and, you know, take, take jabs at each other regularly, especially on the job and stuff like that. But yeah, it is also important to, to take time to like positively acknowledge each other every once in a while. Of course, you know, like when you do it, everybody's gonna like, Oh, are you sick? What's wrong with you? And, uh, or, and, or, or make some connotation about you. Like, <laughs> like, <yeah. what? laughs> Do you do you yeah. like me? Like, like, are you hitting on me, dude? <laughs> like this, uh, but yeah, like what I think, uh, like what I did have done a little bit is the two the two things that I think are going to be best just individually uh, is you know finding something finding something you could dive into, and you know some people you know are doing stuff like podcasting or doing. Uh, because when you get into something, a lot of times you can find a tribe. Like if you get really deep into something, you can find a tribe. Uh, and for a while there, what was really helping me and what what actually I, I felt like I was in my best mood that I've ever been was, you know, I got I got into finance and investing and stuff like this. And I was really into you know looking at 
you know, stocks and stuff like this. I was, I was uh, on these, you know, some of these people's live streams and I was talking with other people and being able to communicate through chat and stuff like that. And it's not the same as in person kind of stuff, but getting into something and being able to kind of participate in some way made me a little bit. And if I could find something, you know, to do that, that I would have time for in my regular life, I would, I would kind of commit more to the, something like that. Um, but also, alternatively, to, to be able to just say something nice to, to you know, other guys, you know, say say something nice. Like I saw a guy, he had, he had a really cool, you know, Dragon Ball shirt on or something like that. And I say, like, cool shirt, dude. You know, like, nice kicks, man. Like, I like those. Like, And that, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it made a difference, but I felt like I, I felt better because I was like, I, I would like for people to say stuff like that. You should. So I think the solution is we should start walking up to random people like in stores and malls and whatever. And just be like, you're looking really cute today. And just pat them on the shoulder and then, and then just turn and walk away like nothing happened. The, the, or the ass or pat them on the ass. And have you ever gotten that like uh, uh, like just like a random little old lady would come up and she'll say oh you are so handsome like oh my god really i didn't like i just thought i looked like a fucking hobo but okay cool (laughs) you feel you actually sometimes you feel good about those weird little compliments but it kind of reminds me of like you know that whole uh like random act of kindness thing that that have you heard people talk about that where it's just like the you're buying a coffee and you just say, Hey, and here's this much I'll pay for the person behind me or whatever. And that kind of thing. I like that kind of shit, even though it's like hokey or whatever. But I mean, I guess <laughs> you, if you're like way off the rails, like terrible chemically imbalanced, the guy screaming at, you know, the bus stop, uh, it's saying, Hey, what's up is not going to probably solve all his problems. But I always, anytime I'm in it, like, every time I'm walking around, like, my girlfriend knows this. I love hanging out with homeless people. Like, I love just going out and, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, just bullshit, like, walk up to him and, like, hey, how are you doing? Like, sincerely, though. And, uh, I mean, it's a weird thing, though, because a lot of people, like, they're shocked because they're, like, I mean, I look a little more normal than a lot of the people that would walk up and just say, hi, how are you doing? Like, what are you up to today? And have these conversations. And I mean, a lot of those people are are mentally ill. And uh, even if it doesn't help, it's not like we're going to cure people of all this shit. You know, like we're always going to have people with mental illness. You're always going to have people who can't handle shit. Right. But, uh, you know, you can make them better. I mean, you could someone could have been like, hey nice uh, trench coat to the Columbine kids. That might have like been something to try out. No one in that school did that. Um, I'm not putting the blame on them. Uh, but, you know, I, I like the idea of just going up to strangers and saying, hey, what's up? You know, your, your profile picture on Twitter completely makes me believe that you're like the person who just randomly goes and hangs out with homeless <laughs> people for no apparent reason. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you hear some great stories that way. I mean, if there's not a stand-up comedian in town, just going to the bridge. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but all right, it, it is it is interesting that you bring that up because to that to that point, and it's more often than not it's dudes. But have you ever like been confronted by some like 
definitely off the rails dude in like a grocery store or like at a Lowe's or something like they're clearly not all there and they just like randomly walk up to you and start talking i will walk all over the store with that person and talk to them for as long as they want to because like it, it doesn't hurt me any to spend time with this person and it's probably i'm probably the only person that's going to actually pay attention to them today so like like there is a lot to be said for just like at and usually it's crazy and it's entertaining. Oh man, there was this old lady that came. So uh, I worked at Lowe's for a while as a as a sales specialist, and there was this old black lady that came in, and she was she was as nice as could be, and she drug me all over that damn store, <laughs> having me help her find different stuff and get her cart loaded up and get her checked out, and she was. I mean, it was it was wildly entertaining. And like most most people would probably like dismiss her and try to shoo her on to the next apartment as quickly as possible and and not you know try to not deal with her because she I mean it was it was a little bit tedious and it was a little bit annoying but it was also like super entertaining and and it was a lot of fun and the whole time she was telling me how cute I was and, and asking yeah, me about they my do wife. that they do my that wife right? was literally walking around the store like. Coming up, like uh, talking to me while I was walking around with this lady, and it, like it was just so funny. And but it was also like it was great for me too because it was so much fun and it was so funny. And like just to just to do that, just to hang out with somebody, like she was definitely not all there, but she was a whole lot of fun. And, and like just to take time to to do that, I think that's. I think that's both good for the other person and it can be good for you. Like you should, I, I kind of really like, I enjoy that kind of stuff for whatever that's worth. I don't know if that, how, I don't know how that really connects to, to the men's mental health side of things, but uh, you know, just for us. Well, I, I think it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it ties in all together with like this idea of downtime, you know, like being able to just get down to us to a certain state and just kind of chill out you know, veg out a little bit. And, and honestly, that there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, studies done about when it, whenever people have uh, get bored is when they're most creative and, you know, stuff like this. So it's, it's something where a, we don't have a lot nowadays because there's, there's just such a push, you know, like hustle culture kind of thing. Like you got to work, you know, 24 seven, if you're a dude and you, you know, you should be trying to, push everything uh, all the time like try to try to be the you know absolute maximum make you know make as much money or do whatever and and there's not enough of the focus on like hey what's going to be a healthy state for you like, what getting that time and being able to take do the things that are going to be valuable to you and, and help your mental state yeah, I have had kind of had a, a theme. It wasn't deliberate by any means, but it, it has definitely become a theme of the last few weeks is uh, this sort of stuff, like mental health and taking care of yourself and stuff like that. Because I did have the episode uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, with James Gentleman and Jacob Daniel and, and Craig Smott, where we talked about like downstate and trying to maximize rest and the fact that none of us get enough sleep, but you it's not uh, like it's not that you need more sleep. It's that you need more downstate. You need more time where you're not 
ramped up to 11 where you're not constantly trying to be productive all the time. Like, uh, like for me with all the podcast stuff that I do during the day, plus I, I work 12 hour nights. And then when I come home from work, then I'll sit here and work for another four hours. And, uh, you know, I sleep like three hours a day, typically of the, of that time that I'm awake, I build in deliberate like downtime where I'm going to turn this screen off and I'm going to go sit in that chair right there. And I'm going to, and I'm going to put a TV show on and for 30 minutes, I'm just going to watch something stupid and not think about anything. Like I set my phone, I set my phone right here and I turn the screen off and I, I just put a show on and I watch something or, or I'll play a video game like, or, you know, something like something easy and, and the same at work. Like, um, the way I kind of build my, my work night, uh, around 1130, 1145 at night, I go up to my boss's office and, I wheel a chair over into the corner where nobody can see me. And I, I just sit down and I cross my arms and I just shut my eyes and I zone out for about 15 minutes. And like, I'm not like, I'm not sleeping. I'm not really doing anything. I'm just sitting there taking, you know, 15 minutes to just not and that's it. Like it's like that's it. I'm just not. Period. Is I'm not anything. And and that is that has been like incredibly uh, beneficial for me because when I come back from that, I'm like re-energized. I I'm ready to run through walls. Like the rest of the night just cruises. Even if we're having a really shitty night, after I take that that little fifteen minute just like dead space break uh the rest of the night just cruises by and like that's something that uh i think that's something that we need more of in our in our personal lives and just for like men in general because you do kind of there is kind of this stigma that you have to be ramped up to 11 100 of the time and like like if you take 15 minutes to go take a lunch break uh that's 15 minutes that you could have been eating at your desk and getting more work done. Like, why are you, why are you leaving your, your workstation to go do something that's non-productive? Like that, that and there is a huge stigma around that, that I, I think really needs to be, really needs to be broken, just like completely broken because it's, it's not healthy for us mentally, physically, emotionally, like anything at all. De definitely. You always get that. Uh, not just like you're at work, you're trying to cut a minute out. That's, a, that's awesome. But you ever, like you were saying, you, you go working 12 hours uh, at night and then you only got so much time and there's always something that needs to get done. Uh, and I'll just be like, I'll even, if, if I'm not paying attention, I'll spend four hours of like free time, off work time, just walking around, not getting anything done, stressing about how I'm not getting anything done. And now that I've realized, hey, here's what's a better idea. Uh, I'm lucky enough, I live right next to the Pacific Ocean. So I'll just go down to the ocean, take a fishing rod, cast it out there with some weights and just stand, pretending like I'm fishing, pretending like I know what I'm doing. 
for a couple hours and just stare around and just quiet, calm. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't have that luxury, but whatever it is, sitting in your chair, sitting in your boss's chair, like it works. If, if you just need to get away from the, like the mess or whatever it is in your life that you're going to get done and then get back to it. Because that's the other thing is like stress is a mental health, like stressing too much causes anxiety, causes depression, causes physical health problems. And uh, if you don't like, if you're constantly trying to get stuff done, uh, you, you got to take breaks. Like you got to know your limits for sure. Yeah. Uh, so that, that is, an, that is an interesting point because that was something that uh, James gentleman brought up when we did the, the one talking about downstate and rest and stuff like that was, he was like, if I'm not doing anything, then I'm stressing about the fact that I'm not doing anything, that I'm not being productive. Like that, uh, I don't know that there's a, I don't know that there's a good way to break that stigma other than to just, you have to, you have to make it a conscious decision to, to do it. Like, okay. So well, like, like for, for me, you know, it, it's, it's something where like, you know, I have this a similar issue where I've, I, you know, since I do development co coding stuff in my day job, a lot of times I will go through and be all of a sudden do do some work and do a couple tickets and, and complete them and basically turn turn that work in and then stress about like, okay, did did I have everything perfect? And then go back and go to the next ticket and like, did I do enough tickets today? Did, you know, am I am I doing everything okay? I don't know. Like, I don't. The boss isn't just saying like. They're like, hey, you're doing great. Like, uh, I think, you know, they, they might say, hey, that, that was, you know, that passed, you know, past QA or something like that. But, but it doesn't mean anything to me unless you say like, hey, you know, you did good on that last little. Uh, but yeah, it's it's build. You do have to build something in where you can kind of put your, you know, take your foot off the gas pedal. And it, it, for for me, if that's like, I, I like to watch YouTube videos. And I'll, I'll watch a YouTube video just to kind of, let my let my brain relax for a second, you know, and just watch a ten minute video and just veg out, you know, just what what are they talking about today? You know? So, like, one of the things that I kind of think about is, have I ever had a boss that like put the stress on me that I would put on myself with some of my job, like to to constantly be on it, to constantly be going above and beyond, like. No, like I have literally never at any point had a boss that had the expectations of me that I had of myself. And, and, and that's, that's something that I have. So I really wanted to talk about this topic because it is something that over the last few years, um, especially since COVID, but just even prior to that, like since my divorce, I've kind of been going through a bit of a, uh, like a personal and spiritual growth journey of just kind of like figuring out some of the parts of my life that were really shitty and either fixing them or just getting rid of them entirely. And, and like figuring out that I don't, I don't have to set these like insane expectations of myself all the time. Like it's, it's made a world of difference. And, and but I mean, at the end of the day, like all of this is, like it's all a personal, it's all a personal commitment and decision to, to like make the change in yourself that, that, uh, that needs to be there. But like, 
I always ask for feedback on this show. I, I regularly on episodes, I'm like, hey, you know, tell me what I'm doing good. Tell me what I'm doing bad. Tell me what you want to hear from me. And typically I don't get anything or I'll get, hey, I like what you're doing. Like, OK, that like that's not helpful. I had a I had a boss that all he would ever tell me was, hey, you're doing a really good job. Like, we really appreciate it. It's like, dude, this is not fucking helpful. Like, I, I need to know, like, what, what are the actual criticisms? What, like, I need legitimate evaluation. Don't be specifics. Don't, like, yeah. like, specifics. Like, yeah, I want to know down to, like, okay, what what can I do better? What what is what is you know down to the to the T? You know, I, I'm detailed like that too. I, I want the detailed breakdown of like what is it. Well, and that's like, and maybe that's a maybe that's a guy thing. Like we need that 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 really specific breakdown of explain it to me like I'm five. Like tell me what it is that you think I'm doing well, and tell me what it is that you think I'm doing terrible. Because if I know, then I'll then I'll fix it. Otherwise, like. In, in a in a previous life, if I don't know, then I'm just going to stress about it all the time. And now I'm at the point that uh, because I have kind of been taking these like steps along the last six years or so, um, if I don't know, then I just don't fucking care. Like if you're not going to tell me, then whatever, I'll move on. Um, I put I put a bit more, I put a, a little bit more investment into like this show, but at the same time. I'm pretty much going to do whatever the fuck I want because it is my show. And if people want to listen to it, cool. And if they don't, I'm not doing it for the listeners anyway. Obviously, from my like uh, 40 regulars, I, I'm clearly really worried about uh, the number of people who pay attention to this. But I want to talk about like stuff that, that I think is important and stuff that I think is engaging. And if I don't get any feedback, then I'm going to keep talking about the same stuff that I think is important and engaging. But, um, but I think like for and maybe this is societally for everybody, but especially for men, like there is a certain, uh, a feeling of a commitment that you, you have to be doing these certain things. And, and then at the same time, nobody ever tells us what we're supposed to be doing. No, nobody ever gives us any feedback. Like, like how many jobs have you had that you had a performance evaluation that was anything more than your boss rubber stamping something that says you're doing a, you're doing a, you know, a three to four on a scale of five. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's it. That's that's always a performance evaluation. Unless you just like miserably suck ass, you are you're probably getting a three a three or four on everything and zero uh actual feedback, like anything that you can take seriously and use. So like maybe that's something that for for guys like we should we should be paying attention to each other and giving like constructive feedback. Like when, when feedback is asked for, be like, all right, well, look, I mean, these are the things you do well. These are the things you don't do well. Like be honest and open. And, and I think it would be, nobody wants to tell somebody that they suck at something because you feel like it's going to be like not well received or the other person is going to get really defensive. But if we could change our mindset on that and like accept that and be able to, to then reciprocate that, like, I think it would really go a long way to, to changing social norms for men in their interaction with each other and also improving our mental health and the way we kind of interact with each other. Yeah, I think it's definitely like keeping yourself in check and, oh, realizing I'm a dick. Cause like you were saying, you're, you're never had a boss more critical than yourself. And I'm like, yeah, I'm always like, 
when you're working and you're like, no one's watching you and you're still just like, got to hurry up, got to get, uh, wait, what am I do? Like, calm down, take a breath, like keep working. But uh, I think definitely just opening it up so that it's more uh, keeping yourself in check, not in the 100, 100 miles an hour mode, but just being like, am I working with other people? Am I being dicks to them? Or not even work, but just like, uh, exactly what you said, just a little bit at a time, though, because we're not going to solve all the shit. We just try to make it a little better, a little bit at a time, I think, is a thing. Because you're, we're going to have fucking crazy people. We're going to have people that explode and, like, the negative consequences of not dealing with something and letting it snowball. Uh, it goes from, you know, yelling at someone to, like, school shootings and shit like that, you know? Like, you don't know what you being rude to someone when you could have just try to be a little more understanding. You don't know what that is going to cause down the road. All right. So what do y'all think about this? Uh, I have talked about my spiritual journey uh, over the past several years, especially post-divorce with both on this show and also with uh, Tommy on year zero. Um, I think there is a lot of value to this. I also will openly acknowledge that it's it's not for everybody um like i was raised methodist spent a lot of time baptist presbyterian for a while uh like i've been to all the different christian denominations and uh i just kind of align myself as like general uh evangelical christian but as i've looked into the orthodox church a little over the year or over the past year or so like I do really like what they do. Um, I haven't, we don't have one here, so I just kind of do, do what I do, but there is a, and even if it's not, <clears throat> even if it's not church or Christianity, like there is a spiritual element that I think everybody kind of needs that helps with the, the mental and emotional health stuff. But what do y'all think about that? And then we'll kind of start to wrap on, uh, wrap on some of our closing thoughts on on things we can do in our own personal lives and, and to build each other up. I don't know. I don't know if I like, cause I grew up in church. So I don't know if there's, it, is it because uh, like it's nostalgia or something, but there's definitely a certain thing about like walking into like a house of worship where everyone's there and whether or not like what denomination or even religion, but they have this common goal and it's like always peace and love like all it's always peace and love and they're always visiting uh so i don't know if me saying like oh yeah there's always something there if that's just because it reminds me when i was a kid is something there but i know that uh people started losing their shit when they shut the churches down <laughs> like i mean they shut down a lot of things but that that's probably part of it yeah. Yeah. For, for me, uh, you know, my experience growing up mostly Baptist, we've, we've mostly only attended Baptist churches. Uh, definitely, it, it ha there's a lot of value there, but there's also, you know, it, it, I don't know how, if you guys have ever seen it, but there definitely is a church politicking. And so there, there is some kind of, some sort of toxic uh, form of, of Christianity to, to some degree. It, it just gets in some churches and, and does that kind of stuff. Uh, so those kind of churches are, are really a mixed bag. You know, you, you could find people, but also there's there's people who aren't, you know, very 
uh, you know, faithful. But if you find a good, if you can find the right church, uh, definitely, I think that it, it is a huge positive uh, to have people there that will be some sort of support system. And, you know, it's going to put you out there, at least. Like, it forces me into position, into more social social positions and stuff like that, too. So I think it's been beneficial for me. So something that uh, on that topic that's been kind of interesting is you see um, over the last year or so as some of the some of the podcasts that like we would listen to have or the podcasters that we have, we would listen to have got a little more into that. You'll also see them like going on each other's shows and opening up a little more about like their spiritual journeys and stuff that's going on in their lives. Like I think that stuff is hugely rewarding. Like uh, for instance, uh, Mark Claire has really kind of opened up over the last few months or so and, and started to kind of be himself and kind of let himself show through some of the interviews he's done on other shows and stuff. Uh, Pete has talked about like going on different shows and, and opening up about his past and, and stuff that's happened in his life. And, um, and he always mentions that, like how kind of awesome that it was to, to do that. Like it's not something that he's done previously or something that he had considered. And then it just kind of comes up and it, like, it's really, it's really like a weight off the chest and you share and you open up about these things that you hadn't previously even thought to share because it's the shit that we are, you know, as strong males are supposed to just suppress and not talk about. Um, so being able to, to have a connection and whether it's a direct result of a spirituality type of thing, or if it's just like, as this community of different podcasters interact with each other more and more and start to get more comfortable with each other and, you start to you start to think about some of those things or just just naturally open up about some of those things um like there is a huge value to that and and it is also kind of uh freeing and uplifting all at the same time to to be able to just to just share openly and and talk about random shit that's you know happened in your life and and to be to be sincere and to be vulnerable. I think that's, that's the thing is like, we're always supposed to be the, <clears throat> we're always supposed to be like the, the Spartan elite guard. Like we are, you know, armored up and, and no vulnerability showing. To well, be I, I, it's, it's kind of like, uh, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to go, 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 go. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the idea kind of like what I think Jordan Peterson said it, something about being authentic to yourself, never lying to yourself. In, in a way and because a lot a lot of times we put on a facade or we put on many facades i mean i, I put on a facade a lot of times uh in, in front of certain people i don't want to be a certain type of person you know i, I don't want to be really me because if i'm really me then they they might catch on to my you know my idea and it, it is sort of the imposter kind of syndrome kind of th- thing with going along on, on there but definitely being your authentic self is going to shine through in, in a lot of those ways and, and not lying to yourself. In that so I think that is some, uh, some level of growth that I've had over, over the last few years is like talking about the, the seeing your idea, like come from somewhere else by being authentic and, and, you know, open about stuff. Like I've seen stuff that I have said, or I have posted get said or posted again by a mutual a few hours later, 
and then like it'll blow up for for them but it wasn't shit for me and it's like <laughs> like maybe in a in a former life like i'd have gotten pissed off about that but now when i see it i just laugh i'm like that's awesome like i'll i'll uh <laughs> the morning show that i do like we have a pretty tight little group the those of us who were who do the show and we talk shit nonstop. and I, like for four random dudes who didn't know each other from adam at to all just like come together and and have a a cool little just a cool little group that we do um that's been really really fun and refreshing but like something something like that'll happen and so i'll like turn it into a meme and just share it with our group like i'm never putting that stuff out on on social media but it's fun to to share it with each other and be like hey look like this person is a looks like somebody's looking at my somebody's looking at my timeline and it's i just like i just laugh at it because it's it's cool and it's funny and it's like i'm i don't care that i don't care if i'm the one who's influencing anybody like like i said i've i have 40 to 50 regulars that watch and listen to the show and i think that's awesome i honestly am surprised that i ever got more than like zero so it it's great and if somebody else like takes an idea that I have and runs with it and it takes off, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Like maybe I inspire that or maybe it was coincidental, but like, I just, I laugh at it and I think it's great. I don't, I don't get pissed off about stuff anymore. Um, I've really, I've really loosened up and mellowed out in my, uh, my old age here as I approach 40. <laughs> do you think, uh, real quick, uh, do you think that we're getting to a point now? Cause I'm noticing a lot more of these, uh, Podcasts have been around for a while, but I've been noticing that there are a lot more of these smaller ones and like smaller groups of people talking and getting together like strangers. Uh, I mean, I wasn't really active on Twitter for a lot of years, but I've noticed there are more of these groups kind of coming together and just like shooting the shit like this kind of thing, like you're talking about. Uh, do you think that it's been getting better since COVID? Do you think that that was like had something to do with it? And do you think it's like a positive or is it just uh, been this way for a bit? People aren't really like watching the same news sources. They're bullshitting and doing stuff on YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, for, for me, uh, well, you know, I kind of have to find a lot, a lot of people to online to, to be sort of in common. Cause if, if I go out out here, uh, you know, I, I, you guys are liber libertarian, like kind of like I am or, or whatever, some, some form of like libertarian and, um, going out here, you know, trying to make friends with somebody, you know, trying to do all this stuff. You know, I can, I can kind of like, I, I think in Rothbard, uh, said in one of your podcasts that I watched, uh, kind of like you can, you can just kind of ignore some of that stuff and just kind of let, let certain things go. But there's like, certain alignment that people have to have but i've been finding a lot of a lot of the stuff online is is more enjoyable to some degree for, for me i would like to have an in-person group uh but having uh an online uh where i can just kind of like you know hey guys you know like what's up you know and be able to hit hit up people at any time uh you know like i uh dm this guy one of a youtuber on twitter and uh, he'll respond to me sometimes, and, and you know we talk back and forth occasionally, just you know about about some of the funny stuff, especially especially as as late, you know, talking about some of the crazy events uh, with like the Biden administration and stuff like 
it's just it's just funny you know well i'll share memes with him and he'll 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 make uh witty comments about them it's it's fun to kind of share in that way online as, as well as in person but uh it definitely has uh helped me more so on, on, online but i think it's going to be something that's going to stick around but I, I do think that more people are going to be able to find people you know, you know in their daily life so so without covid i i don't know that i ever would have gotten to this point like period I I listened to Rogan if he had the right guest on, and like I, I didn't I didn't listen to all of Rogan's shows. I just listened to the ones that I was actually interested in, and I would listen to some Shapiro here and there, and uh, oh, what's the Lex Friedman? I would listen to Lex Friedman. I, I really liked his uh, AI. Uh, his podcast. He's a robot, right? Yeah, That's pretty much. He's he he is AI. Yeah, more or less. I thought that was Sam Harris. I thought that was <laughs> Sam Harris. He's the, he's the NPC, right? <laughs> but so, okay, so like that was it. Like, like Rogan sometimes, Shapiro sometimes, and uh, Lex Friedman more often than not. And that was it. That was my, my all of my podcasting. And then as COVID started to become a thing, I started listening to Malice and I started listening to Part of the Problem. And then I started listening to Peddling Fiction. And then I started doing video work for Peddling Fiction. And then I started doing video work for Lions of Liberty and Counterflow. And like somehow because of COVID and all of the shit that was coming out of COVID and also like that put me in a different it put me in a different job. It put me in a different schedule. It just put me in a different like mindset entirely. And, and these were all the people who were talking about it regularly. And like, it just became the thing. So yeah, I think COVID has a hundred percent changed. COVID has a hundred percent changed the game as far as this goes. And like, like we have, Oh man, how many Twitter group chats are are you a part of at this point? I, I mean, like for me, it's only like three, and it's the one that I created for this show, and then a couple others for uh, sharing podcasts and stuff. But like everybody, well, I guess I guess I also have the one for the morning show, and uh, like everybody has all of these groups that you've kind of started to settle into, and and it really has been good for community building, and I think. Um, I think it could be really good for like the topics that we've been talking about tonight if we, you know, take it in that direction, which I, it, it would be a deliberate, you know, it would have to be a deliberate thing to to be open in those groups and to talk about that kind of stuff when it comes up. But at the same time, I feel like these communities are getting built around the craziest shit that we've seen in our lifetimes. And and if if these communities are being built around the conversations that have come out of that why can't these conversations come out of that as well? Right. Well, yeah, I definitely think they can. I feel like I kind of put a, a, a dead stop on it on accident there, but <laughs> y'all got anything else to that to add before we kind of wrap up? Uh, stay out of jail. 
<laughs> you know your 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 record of Kids running sing. around with random your record of running around with random homeless people may not uh, uh, lend you, uh, you to uh, staying out of jail. I don't know. Maybe you maybe you hang around with the uh, the right homeless people. The ones. Who oh yeah, no, no, the cops know me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, like, they see they, they they probably can see you hand handing the like heroin addict his his uh his needle they're, they're like oh it's, you're just helping him out man it's, it's fun <laughs> smacking smacking the needle out of their hand being like hey what's the ball instead <laughs> <laughs> You uh, you you are taking the Adam Cokehead uh, <laughs> the, the Adam Cokehead parody into real life, aren't you? Oh yeah, it, it's I'm no longer a human. <laughs> I have evolved. Now you just need to start doing random uh random lifting, uh, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. Just yeah. <laughs> start to do like yoga. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do that now. That's my that's my Photoshop project for the day. <laughs> Go do some random yoga with a homeless person, and, and make sure you Photoshop the best abs on you and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't have if you don't have a ten pack, then it's, there's no way it's real. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be great. <laughs> I'm, I've got I've got so many projects now to work on. Well, speaking of great, this has been great. I, uh, I don't know if we solved any of the problems of men's mental health or the world or anything else, but I mean, at least we had the conversation, and and I feel like that's that's the most important thing we can do, especially like, especially in our groups. Uh, and it, like, if you don't feel like you have a group, by God, I'll stick you in a group. Like, we'll we'll make something work. Uh, but like. I feel like these are conversations that we should be more comfortable with having on a more regular basis and, and just like be open. Um, I have, I have a friend who has been commenting throughout the entire thing too. And uh, like, it's okay to have feelings. And, and I think for probably three quarters of my life, I did not think that it was okay for me to have feelings. Like that was, I, I was supposed to be Spock. I was supposed to be a Vulcan who, didn't do that emotion bullshit and uh and i've kind of uh, i've kind of figured out that that was that was emotionally unhealthy and when anything is emotionally or like mentally or or even spiritually unhealthy it ultimately becomes physically unhealthy too and like to let go of all that stuff and and to to understand that it is it is okay to to cry every once in a while. Uh, she's gonna make fun of me because I, I have a hundred percent like just broke down crying for I, I won't say no apparent reason. Like we'll watch a TV show or or something or a movie or something, and it, it'll just hit me the right way, and then I'll just like cry, and I, I don't have any good explanation for it. My ferret died, and I cried for literally an entire day. I've never had any attachment to an animal like that ever. But when he died, it was like gut wrenching. And like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I can, I can do that now and not even feel really particularly weird about it. It's like, yeah, it happened. I don't, I don't have an explanation for it, but it was good. It was, it was good. I love having a good cry. 
I, I really do. Like sports movies or something sad, like listening to a song, I'll cry in front of the girlfriend and I'm just like, I'm going to be crying for a little while. I think it's important to do that every once in a while. Oh man, for love of the game, the Kevin Costner movie where he's the pitcher and like, that's a great movie. That oh. is a fantastic movie. Oh, that, that dude, that 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 actually that did make <laughs> me tear up. That that actually did make me tear up. No, I, that's I cannot I cannot watch it all the way to the end without crying. And like about halfway through it, like I, I know it's gonna happen, and I'm like like mentally building myself up for it. I'm like, all right, this time I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna cry, and and then I do it anyway. Or like the Fox and the Hound. Uh, I watched the Fox and the Hound with my kids, and we got like. 15 minutes into it and i was already crying <laughs> like my kids were little when we were watching they're like what's wrong dad i'm like just watch the movie like ignore me they like, just i'm gonna be i'm gonna be crying for the next hour just it's okay <laughs> so that, i think that's the moral of the episode is uh, <laughs> that's it's it okay to have yourself a good cry every once in a while so go watch the fox and the hound go watch for love of the game Rudy. Cry your Cry your little eyes out, and and then we can talk about it afterwards. All right, give your plugs. Anything you anything you got going on, and uh, we'll call it a wrap on this. This has been great. I'm on Twitter at Adam Cokehead, and uh, that's the only thing I got going on right now. But I got I got a project coming down the way. But yeah, you find me on Twitter at uh, Trey Daniel, and then also uh, you know stream sometimes uh, me playing video games on. Twitch. So if you want to follow me there. Well, guys, thank you very much. This has been a great conversation and hopefully some of our uh, some of our brothers will listen to this and start having these conversations a little more regularly. Uh, everybody have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and I will be back on Monday with a very, very special episode. I don't know if I should tease it or not because I want to make sure that it actually happens first, but it's uh, if it all plays out like I'm expecting it to, Monday is going to be a don't miss for pretty much everybody. Uh, so looking forward to that. And in the meantime, have a good one. Later. Later.